Welcome to the Your Life Now Show, where your life and your business matter. Your host is a certified executive coach with the passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to manage your life and your business at its best. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Happy New Year. This is our first episode in 2016, very exciting, and together we can make it a fabulous year. So if you are excited about today's show, I am too, and let's get started. But before we do that, I'd like to introduce myself again. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional executive coaching, training, and production company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life, personally and professionally, in business and in life. Our intention here on the Your Life Now show and my intention is to provide you with helpful information, tips, and suggestions to help you manage your life and your business at its best. In today's episode, we're going to try to make sure we share a lot of information to help you position yourself, your business, for success in 2016. Well, we have a very special show for you guys today because I have a special co-host who is co-hosting the show with me, and his name is Bob Path. So in this episode of Your Life Now show, we are going to question New Year's resolutions and why most of them fail. Can a specific realistic goal be the way to go? We are also going to question the way we communicate in our lives and in our business. Can the right communication be the key to having successful life and successful business? So now get ready for an amazing show with my amazing co-host, Bob Path, the acclaimed international speaker, TV and media personality, and the best-selling author of Communicating to Win in Life, Love, and in Business. We are so excited about today and Happy New Year, Bob. Are you excited about today's show? Welcome. Welcome, my friend. Oh, my God, Rhea. Thanks for having me. Absolutely thrilled. What a great way to start the new year. Happy New Year to you. It's going to be a wonderful 2016, oh, thank I'm you. sure. Hey, you know what? It's so exciting. There's so much good energy here. So I, I feel it already, you know. <laughs> so um, for those of you, you know, we just want to say, you know, make sure you guys keep the hashtag going. Get people involved. Let them listen. I'm going to open the chat room soon. But, you know, Bob and, I, Bob and I, we had decided since we are co-hosting together and we have so much information to share, we're going to give you a chance to put your questions, um, comments, and stuff like that in the chat room. However, uh, we're not going to be able to take calls. It's just because there's so much that we want to cover. Right, Bob? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's get a um, – we're going to open a chat room now, and that should be uh, – here we go. So we just launched a chat room for you guys. 
Um, so go ahead, sign in, and uh, um, I think they still ask you to sign in to be able to um, communicate with us uh, in the chat room. So, Bob, hey, what about that lottery ticket, the Powerball? So three states <laughs> won it, right? Crazy stuff. I'm so, you know, honestly, yeah. I'm glad it's over. I did play, however. <laughs> oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't hear it, so some, some folks yeah. won it. Somebody won? I, I guess three states. Three states, um, three different states. Yeah, I think it's like three different people from three different states. I'm not sure. I don't really listen to the news. I actually went online this morning. I bought one ticket because I figured it only takes one ticket, right? Right. So, yeah, uh, right. So people were going crazy with these buying the tickets, and 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 the corporation and companies are like posting even on LinkedIn. I'm like, hello, is this Facebook? <laughs> you know, what's going on here? So I'm kind of glad it's over in a sense. Yeah. I, uh, I'm wondering, I don't know if you are too, how this is going to change these people's lives, you know? I mean, $1.5 billion, even when you split it between three, um, the cash out, like, what, 400 300 each or something? Yeah, you know, um, when you look at the statistics, a lot of those people just went crazy and then went broke. So, uh it's, uh, you know, people don't know how to oh, manage that's, that's that, true. that, right? Oh, yeah, so my, my hope for them is actually they do something good with it, and, and uh, it's well-deserved, you know. Um, right. For those who want, congratulations. But for those of you guys who are joining us on here, we're so glad to have you here. Um, and uh, let's make 2016 an amazing year. I mean, you know, you don't need a lottery ticket. It's help. Of course it helps, but you know what? You can make it. <laughs> you can make it. You can't it might make, take can't you make a long you happy, word, you Right, absolutely. What's that? Absolutely. I said it can't yeah, make you happy. Yeah. That can It can change your life, and you can do a lot of things with it, but that alone can't make you happy, as, as you and I know. Yep. You know, Bob, with something I was, you know, I always think out loud, and, you know, this is, a, this is what's so beautiful about the show. We really don't try to do scripted here. You know, it's all a flowing thing. So I was thinking out loud, and, and I was thinking, you know, as as different as we are, we're all different, right? And we have different goals and different, you know, whatever. But we share a lot of common goals, including want to be happy, want to be financially, you know, independent, want to be, you know, successful. Want, you know, there's a lot of people who have those goals, and, and we have those in common. So for those of those who really into making the life better, they want to be happy and they want to be successful. I have to say I am so skeptical about New Year's resolution. I don't really, um, I guess, you know, support the idea of New Year's resolution because, again, the statistics shows that most of these, you know, resolutions don't really stick. What's your take on that, Bob? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I did a, I did a segment on uh, on Fox about this, Rhea, and um, yeah, it's it's amazing. I think it's just a tradition that we that we set these these resolutions, but we overwhelm ourselves with them. We don't set, and you touched on it, you know, realistic goals. And there's a difference between you know goals and and, and resolutions. So uh, what I've always told folks is, you know, make it realistic and and manageable, something you can do and ease ease into it. Um, instead right. of coming overwhelmed and then disappointed by it. You know, it's uh, interesting, you know, because um, you and I, we do, you know, um, come from a different background as well. I mean, we have a lot of similarity in, in, in a certain way. 
But even though I threw your book, you know, of course, we're talking about your book, Communicating to Win in Life, Love, and Business. And my book, Your Life, Your Way, The Ten Must-Have Goals to Improve Your Life. And if you go through those chapters, and I'm looking at some of the things that you have, you know, in your book and, and you know, how, you know, it starts with you. It's about what you believe. It's about what, you know, what you're doing right now. It's like so much similarity, and that is the reason, obviously, we decided both of us to collaborate because I think with, with the um, collaboration of both, you know, um, both of us as, as the author of the book, um, is is to share some of these i you know some of these tips and, and, and information and then we can in the end of the show we'll tell everybody how they can get their hands on the tool you know because I look at it as a tool I mean I know your book is is as a tool as my book uh, because it does you know it's almost like a workbook I call it you know where you can follow certain yeah. exercises or do certain things that is going to help you um, move forward in life so. Let me ask you. So let's let's start with with the mirror's resolution and then the goal. So you you know you and I were on the same page, and then take over any time you want because you know we both both in this show, so we just gotta you know because I always feel like I'm always leading. So take the lead whenever you feel want to. Um, but I'm thinking here, mirror's resolution don't stick. What happens? So have you like do you? You know, you set goals for yourself, or how do you, you know, how do you, when it comes to the new year, what's your perspective on on something new and and you know having new year? Is it a big deal? Is it like another day, another, you know, how do you look at it? You know, I I really kind of do look at it as another day. Uh, the other thing about New Year's Eve uh, and New Year's resolutions is it it's, it suddenly comes upon us. You see, we don't gear up for it, and we don't start thinking and planning these things. So I, as well as you, I think you like the word goals better, you know, setting those realistic goals. But I've got a business background too. And so um, I've always done my planning, you know, and, and goal setting things that I wanted to hit. And then you, of course, need to write them down and measure them. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it's funny too, because I, you know, what's a typical resolution for, for New Year's Eve? I'm going to lose that extra 10 pounds. Or right, I'm going to start going to the gym are the typical sort of things. Um, and so they become very commonplace. But, um, you know, one of the things that I talked about reading the book, and it's a, this is a great sort of segue into this for folks setting New Year's uh, resolutions and goals, is the most important person you communicate with is yourself. And that's really what we're talking about here. That's really the topic, is communicating with yourself, setting those realistic goals for the year, and then sharing them, you know, communicating that back to those closest to you. I mean, one of my chapter 12 in my book is who's on your team. So who's on your team mm-hmm. to help you successfully accomplish those goals is what I would suggest listeners do. I mean, sit down. And you know what, Rhea, it can be one. You know, you hear these folks, don't, don't we tend to throw them all into the funnel? And it's almost like let's throw them out there and see which one sticks. You know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do well, that. Yeah. That's what it is. So, let me ask because you know you're talking about you know obviously that's that's our background. So we we we're speaking the same language here. So when you're having a focus yep. goal, we call it smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time. That means you need to know like how much time do you need to actually accomplish that goal. But what is really most important, and I can tell you the reason why most people don't even you know accomplish their goal. Because they don't really know 
What is it that they really want and why do they want it? So, you know, I can set my goal, and people cannot be really specific. It's so hard. I mean, I, I don't know if you have noticed that. When you ask somebody, it's like, what do you, what do you want or what do you, Absolutely. you know, hope to get out of this? Don't they always give you a general answer? Because they have no idea. So right. if you have no specific idea, a clue of what is it that you really want, and then the second question is, why do you want it? Why is it right. so important? Like, what would happen? You talk in your book, keep the end in mind. So what happens when that goal is get accomplished? That's the end, right? That's the accomplishment. That's where the end result is. What happened then? How can your life change? How can it improve? What is not? Yeah, on the flip side of that, as you know, is what happens if you don't achieve it? You know, what happens if you fall short? of that goal or that resolution. So, you know, that goes both ways. You're right. What happens if you get it? And then where do you go beyond that? You know, these things should be a foundation. And then it all comes back to making sure that things are realistic. Listen, I'd rather set a small, and, I, and I'm sure you agree with this, set a small mm-hmm. attainable goal, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And then we, we have the term right? called stretch, goal, stretch goals, um, which is great, and maybe you categorize them. But I'd rather get mm-hmm. something small and, and see some success for you. I mean, we want that success because the success breeds success. So get, you know, well, breed you know, the appetite for that yeah. success. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's so true because when you get into the momentum, you know what's going to come next. You know what you need to do yeah. next because now you are taking those small steps. And that's exactly what you just said because you said it before as well. And I'm just going to re, you know, reiterate yep. that because I just wanted to make a point here for our listeners. That is attainable. That is attainable. Small steps. Attainable is very important. If you, if you set a, you know, a goal for yourself, like this is why I think New Year's resolutions do not stick because we make unrealistic resolutions. Like people say, oh, well, well, you know, first of all, they're not specific because most people say, oh, I want to lose weight. Uh, maybe you want to say, I want to get healthier, okay? So because yeah, if you want to get point. healthier, then you know you need to take steps, right? But right. maybe saying you want to lose weight, this is so general, but even the fact that you actually talking about losing instead of gaining, what I'm talking about here, not pounds. It's what is it that you're going to gain if you drop 20 pounds? What, is it gonna gain, what, it, what's gonna, what are you going to gain if you felt healthier? Do you, do you see the difference? So I yes, think it's absolutely. the mental programming, right, that we, uh, um, you know, um, we, we keep getting stuck with it. So New Year's resolutions tend to be so unrealistic, so unspecific, so, um, you know, um, because, but, but see, hope is, is kind of like we need hope, right? I think um, you, you want hope because that gives you the courage to take that next step, right? Because without that hope, there is no, you know, there is no next step because right. it's like, well, you know, hopeless, right? You hear people say that. But I was, I was watching something one time, and, and, and I really, I minimized my TV watching just because, I mean, I guess I filter my TV watching. Um, TV for me is going to be educational entertainment. So it, it's something makes me feel better after I watch it, then I want to watch it. If something makes me feel, you know, going to put me two steps back because it's going to discourage me, um, that's not really something, you know. But I was watching something. It was like sort of, you know, a program about, um, it's about real story. These women were held um, captive um, by um, cult, 
a cult member, and he was like extremely. I think I can't remember exactly the story where it was, but I heard this like long time ago. But it stuck stuck with me because of what really happened. So this one lady, she was like, you know, we talk about leadership. You and I, we I mentioned leadership. It really starts with the personal leadership. You gotta, you know, you gotta be you first, you know, um, right. before you start eating and and having people following you. But the story goes like this. So there was this. Women. They were all young women. They were taken at a young age. And there was this woman who was constantly, like, uplifting these other women in the things to just take it one day at a time. So when they finally were, you know, um, rescued after I don't know how many years, it was a long time. And, like, they were literally young teenager, and then they were, like, young women when they got out. Um, so they were asking that woman, you know, who was like always helping and teaching them and trying to get them to, you know, just take it one day at a time. And they were actually in the ground somewhere and some punk, you know, like I don't even know what they call them, like when they have um, something that is, you know, concrete in the ground, whatever, um, building. So anyway, anyway um, so this woman, they were interviewing her, asking her, how did you get through you know, your day. Like, how did you get the motivation to go and start helping someone else and all this stuff? And she said, well, it's really, really simple, a lot simpler than you think. And they said, well, what is it? She said, I used to tell from 1 to 10. And then when I get to 10, I go and start from 1 to 10 again. She said, I took it 10 seconds out of time. Because, you know wow. what, every time I get to that sense, do you see, do you see the value of what I'm, you know, because sure. to me, that is how you can get by. This is how you can manage things, not by saying, you know what, there is like, I don't know how many days, how many years, how many days before I can get, you know, released. It's I can only manage with what I can have right now or what I do, what I have right now. And I thought that was amazing. Like, it just so gave me the show when I, when, when I say it now. She, she literally said, she said, I count from 1 to 10. And then when I get to 10, I start counting again. <laughs> Wow. So man, you're talking about breaking it down into baby steps, right? Yes. Incredible. So, you know, yeah. that, yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, if we can simplify um, things to be manageable, they are really a lot simpler than we give them, you know, that crazy, you know, idea that's like, oh, my God, how am I going to do that? I think we all focus so much on the how, we forgot the process itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we forgot... No. Well, you know, I mean, I, tell me, what do you think? I mean, how do you know? Um, no, give me like, your feedback. <laughs> no, I think you're right. The other thing, too, is um, that we talked about the significance of, of, of writing them down, looking at them. I think actually very few people, you know, it's almost like it's just cocktail conversation. And there's no right. uh, no real planning and structure and follow-through steps that are put into the process where you, everybody's around drinking champagne or whatever they're doing. And, you know, and, and it is, it's a great cocktail conversation. What is your resolution for the year? Uh, but really to sit down to take that quiet time, sit down first thing in the morning. I'm a morning person. I find that I'm most productive in the morning, but to sit down and write those things out. And then maybe you put them uh, refrigerator magnet, you put them up on the refrigerator, maybe you carry them around with you. Maybe you um, make a game out of it. You know, may uh, no, monitor your progress, right? May get everybody else involved in the whole thing. I mean, uh, you know, the family, your friends, whoever, again, going back to that, who's on your team. What people need to ask themselves, Rhea, is what are the components to the success? So you set that goal, and then what do I need to do to accomplish that goal? What are the components 
to the success? You know, what do I need to put around this thing to ensure? Um, you know, it's like it, it's like a sales process, and you're really you are you're 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 selling yourself mm-hmm. on this. I can do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think if you look at it that way and measure it, yeah, and, and get everybody involved in it and make it and make it fun. Yes, that's absolutely correct because, you know, I think what you, you nailed it, you know, um, right on, you know, uh, because honestly I think it's a lot simpler than we, we, we really, you know, um, give it, you know, um, the, the the attention to because I think, you know, if you realize, I mean, I know obviously I'm not going to go into the process of how to set a, you know, a goal right now necessary or I could, um, you know, you got to know first. you got to know, and that will be in the book, so you explain it, you know, in the detail, but you've got to know, your first thing is like you got to know what is it that you want. And the second thing is why do you want it? And the third end, that's when you start your planning sessions. That's what you start in, like, you know, saying like, okay, so this is what I want, and I would like to get this thing, you know, accomplished or done by whatever frame. I mean, you know, you know, people, all corporations, they do, you know, planning sessions. What is planning sessions? Do it on your personal level, too. you got right. to start with you, right? So, you know, when, when, when you think about a company, right, so if you work for a company or you own a company and you know that, right, you got to do a planning session. They do, you know, a lot of companies, they go away planning session so that way they don't get distracted so they can focus exactly on, on their goals and what is it that they want to accomplish. Take the time for yourself. You can do that too. I think, you, you, you know, living on purpose and living your goal is start with you being the leader in your life, meaning – Again, you know, take those steps. Take whatever it takes. Ask the question. Like you said, write them down. This is one of the things, you know, um, the simple steps. I mean, you know, we're going to break. I mean, I just wanted to relate you guys are listening to your Life Now radio show, and I have a great special co-host with me, Bob Papp, um, the acclaimed international um, speaker and TV and media personality, and I'm so happy you came in to rock the, the, our first New Year's episode with me here. But what we're talking about, the first part of the show, we're going to be talking about goals and New Year's resolution, obviously. We mentioned that the second part of the show, we're going to discuss how communication is very important. So with this part, you know, we're still in the first um, part of the show. So um, taking, you know, um, the, the goal itself, and now you know what you want, you know why you want it, right? Now you're going to start with your planning, right? So you've got to you know, write the goal down, write the reason, write the time, you know, ask yourself a question, what can prevent me from achieving this goal? What kind of obstacle can it run? Life happens, right? But what really makes it sweet, if you know what some of the things can happen, you can be prepared. That's why I always say, if you prepare, you are on your way to success. There is no, no, no fact about it because if you prepare, that means you recognize that things can happen. You know your life better than anybody else, right? You know your, your personal and you know your business very well. So I understand why would this thing not happen? I mean, you know, what can happen? You, you, you know, do you have a family? Do you have your, you know, some of your employees just quit on you? You are shorthanded. You couldn't get, you know, the work done. Then what could you do if that happened? So you take another action step, Right. And then when yeah. the action stops, comes the second goal, right? Bob, take over, please. Yes. Help me Absolutely. out here. Um, well, otherwise, excuse me. Wow. Go otherwise, ahead, yeah. what you're doing is you're, 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 um, 
we, it's a good thing I'm not doing any voiceover jobs today with this. Uh, I, I've been, I, my kids are all athletes, and uh, I'm always on the sidelines. So I'm the, I'm the dad. I've coached all my life, and I guess once a coach, always a coach. So when I'm sitting in the stands, it's hard for me not to yell and scream what everybody's doing. So this is the result. The voice that you're hearing is the result of me yelling and screaming. <laughs> so I apologize for that. I hear um, you. But, you know, if, if you don't do this, the, all the steps that you talked about, and it's wonderful that you are, you just, you decided to go into it and tell people how to do this, um, you know, whet their appetite for it. If you don't do it the way you're talking about doing it, then you're spending all of your time reacting is what you're doing, right. and you're putting out right. fires, right? You're putting out the proverbial fires as you opposed to, right? Yes. Absolutely. Planning for this. You're then reacting, and what it, and what what does that do? It creates frustration, and uh, you know. So then the frustration, and then if you're not successful doing this, then it it just it sets sets you into a negative into a negative tailspin there. And it's so important because you're starting off the year. So forget everything that happened for last year. You know what's going to be different this year. But I want to say this again. I want to repeat this again. Um, one of the things, one of the words that was, was conjured up in my head as you were speaking, and I'm going to say this, and it's not always a, a word that is, is embraced, but we're talking about being selfish here. And I think what mm-hmm. folks need to do, and they need to be, Rhea, is you need to be a little bit selfish. You need, folks, right. what you need to be doing out there is thinking of yourself first in terms of what first. do I want, mm-hmm. what do I need, right? Because, Rhea, if we don't, I'm a father of children. If I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of anybody else, right? When they tell us what happens on the plane, if the plane goes down, you take mm-hmm. the mask, the mm-hm. oxygen thing, who do you put it on first? Yourself. Yourself. And then you, yourself. Right? And then you I help everybody else. So, so let's think about it in those it. terms of survival. Let's, let's, I like that analogy. Let's, let's consider it oxygen. So what we're talking about here are really basic elements of, of the things that we need, like water and sunlight and nutrition and all that. We're talking about nourishing ourselves, Rhea. That's on a global basis. That's really what you're talking about when we break this down. We're talking about nourishing ourselves. You know, one of the other things that I would suggest, you know, before we take a, a, a short break, you know, when you when you examine, you know, your your goals and, and your, your wants and your desire and your want your needs as well, right? So your needs could be part of your goals. You need to to make enough right. money to pay your mortgage. You need to pay enough money to make to pay your 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 rent. You need to pay your car payment. You need those you need, right? Because you need a car to tra- you know, to go from A to B and you need a ha- right. a roof over your head and these are needs. You need food on the table, those are needs, necessities, right? So it is important, obviously, those will be what takes me to the most important part of setting goals is priority, priority yes. list versus to-do list. I absolutely do not work with to-do list. I come from a corporate background in sales, and you mentioned it yourself. Even yes. every single one of us is selling. I, it doesn't matter what your profession what you do in life, even if you are a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad or, or, or you, the CEO of your company, it starts with a priority list. It starts with a priority Absolutely. list because don't do the to-do list. Because to-do list, it, first of all, it takes heavy weight on it, right? So, oh, my God, I have so much to do, right? And Absolutely. then what happens is 
it opens you up for procrastination because when you feel time is taking over versus you making the time, you, your day is going to completely be, you know, off because now you're going to say, oh, my God, I had like 20 things on my list to do and I only got two done. Well, obviously, you know, you got a list that was not really organized very well. So instead of making it to-do list, make a priority list, and I always recommend that we do those lists a day, at least a day in advance. I work, I do weekly schedule for myself, and I also do a daily, you know, priority list. So mm-hmm. meaning that, like you, right, like you said, you know, put it on the fridge, if that's whatever way or form. Whatever works for you, right? You, Correct. Whatever works for you. So don't follow, don't listen to people telling you how you're supposed to do things. Right. Do them as they, they work for you. You know what I mean? Right. So don't right. feel like, you know, you have to, there is no, like, set rules. They shouldn't be, actually. I know people always out there trying to sell you on, like, oh, you got to do this or this way, this time, whatever. There isn't. Do something that works for you, but do something. It's all about doing. It's all about action. Absolutely. It's all, always about action. Um, what, what else can we talk about, you know, um, goals and stuff like that before we go on break? What do you think? Well, I think, I think you, you have to break the goals down into the personal goals, maybe relationship goals. You know, maybe this is the year you find love, Rhea. Maybe you break them down mm-hmm. into, again, the personal, the professional. I think that it's also very important, too, to set family goals. You know, I, I, I think if, if this is right, embraced more as, as a project. Think about, think about that. Let's, let's. Let's uh, let's go through the story here. So you get through the holiday season, whatever you, know, you celebrate, Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you the family celebrates. Everybody celebrates the oh, New you Year, don't. right, all <laughs> over the world. Right. Right. So everybody celebrates the New Year. And then what you do is you say, you know, now that we we put the holidays away for the year, hey, we're going to sit down. Maybe you decide Monday night's meal is going to be um, a goal setting or discussions or, or whatever. And so maybe you go around the table and you talk about it. You get people to, to share in and to buy into it. So um, I think hearing those things, Rhea, I think it's very, very important that we, that we say it, we hear it, that others around us hear it. And then, you know, again, I keep going back to the significance of, of Chapter 12, who's on your team, because that in terms right. of um, right building our success we just talked about it earlier. What do I need to do to accomplish this? What do I need to do? Right. Um, and, and, you know, and look back and reflect, too, like, where have I fallen short? Why hasn't this worked before? I, I think perpetually everybody's goal is to lose weight at the beginning of the year. Okay, why hasn't it worked before? You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different results. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, you know, you know, I mean, just want to tell you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're not trying to, like, get down on you. You know, I think, we, you know, Bob and I, we're really just trying to, you know, give you some suggestions and, and tips here to examine how you've been doing things. And perhaps there is, I always say, there is always room for improvement, to do it differently. And the more you know, the better off you are. I think most people, they procrastinate, or most people, they put things off, or they don't do it. Guess what? Why? Because they don't have enough information. So instead of like, you know what I mean? Like instead of going like from one place to another and and you're doing so many different things and and you, you, like you feel so overwhelmed, 
take a deep breath and just like center yourself for a minute here. It's like, what is it I'm doing? What am I working on for God's sake? Because I am telling you, most of the time people even forget what they're working on. Because they got so much going on with them that they realize it's like, oh, maybe I do need to take a pause here for a second. We're not talking about stopping here. We're talking about take a minute, take a pause, hit the pause button, and, you know, go back to what I call a one-on-one, the drawing board. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And where am I now? What do I need? How can I get it? What can I get? What, who can help? You know, there's a lot of things, a lot of information maybe that you don't have that really puts you in a spot that you feel like, you know, um, maybe I really need to examine, again, why did I even want this goal to begin with? What is it going to do? Well, you have to take a critical assessment, right? You have to, first of all, you, you, you want to be kind to yourself. You want, a, you, want, you want a critical assessment of what it is you're setting up. And here's the other thing I think folks need to do, and it goes back to the team, the team idea, is I guess it's the athlete and me. I'm always thinking the things on the, on the, from the team concept. But you know what, Leah? Maybe the goal that you set for yourself is unrealistic, but maybe you're so close to it that you can't see it. So if I say to someone, my significant other or, or whoever it is, hey, I'm thinking about this. Uh, for the year, uh, what do you think about that goal? You think that's something I can, you know? Do you see me doing that? And get that feedback from that person, you know. Get that critical feedback from, you know. It's got to be people that you really trust with these things, and you know they're going to be honest with you. They're going to be the most honest, critically honest. Don't take things I tell people all the time. Don't take it personal. But if you say, hey, I uh, I want to I want to do uh, do this this year. I want to run. Let's say, say I want to run a uh, marathon. And mm-hmm. you ask me if that's a realistic goal. And I say, well, Rhea, have you ever run a marathon? And you say, well, no. Well, then maybe what you want to do is a five-mile or, or this or that. I don't like to run, but it's funny. Every year I tell myself, I, right, I wish right. I did. I, I tell myself because, I, you know, I wish I did, but I don't. And, and I keep telling myself this wasn't a New Year's goal, but I keep, and I don't like the cold weather either, so now I'm really not going to run. But I keep telling myself I'm going to start running. But the other thing I tell myself, Rhea, is, I don't like to run. I know it. I love to walk, but, you know, I can start walking. <laughs> I walk really fast and build up to that, right? Oh, and build up right, to right. what that goal is. And a lot of people, a lot of people do that. So, ask you know, I want to give a shout out to, uh, yeah, Dr. Judy Steveley. She was a guest on our show. Um, and, and um, she, you know, she runs a marathon. She actually trained other people to, you know, um, she coached them to 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 uh, um, to run and stuff like that. She's involved mm-hmm. in a lot of things. But I remember yep. one thing that I told her. I mentioned to her exactly what you just said. I really not a fan of running. Even though when I was in high school, I did tracks and stuff like that. I just I will walk and I walk very fast. But don't get me to run. I just don't care for running. So this is what she said right. to me. She said, okay, but are you interested? Because I told her, I said, I would really like to get that done, but it's just in my mind. This is why it's so important to change how you think about stuff. Because right. in my mind, like, I really don't like running. That's it. I'm, like, not going to do it. Because, again, I don't have enough information, right, because I'm not capable of thinking in my mind that I can do it. So she said, walk a minute, run a minute, or something like that. Or, like, walk mm. a minute, run a Great minute, idea. or something like that. And and then I did it, and I can tell you it was a lot easier 
that I thought it was. I'm like, girl, but it's still running. She goes, no, start like this. My cousin, he does biking. He bikes from, he lives in Europe, and from Amsterdam to Paris, he had um, bikes. Of course, you know, I don't know how long it took him. So I was just telling the same thing. I said, I love biking. I love biking, but I just, like, I'm always winded, right, because I can't do the uphill. I'm not very comfortable standing, you know, when I'm biking. Like, that's what you get your, your, you know, your kick, I guess, when you go up the hill. So this is what he told me. He said, do you want to build your stamina with biking? Bike on a straight, um, flat surface. He said, do not bike on a, on a because you're going to get discouraged. See, the key is it starts in your mind. So if you can train your mind to really believe that you are capable of doing that next whatever it comes, you can right. do it. It really right. is that easy. So it just right. takes a lot of mental, like, you know, and, of course, practice. Practice makes us different, you know, I mean, uh, right. um, perfect, like they right. say. So let's take it for a break. I think we don't want to spend the whole show talking just about, you know, goal setting. I think it is like absolutely the most important thing that you can do for your life to improve it is to get down with a piece of paper, a pen, and write down everything that you want in your life, everything that you want to see. I always say this is the first thing I do if I do any, any, uh, any one-on-one coaching. I'm going to say make a list of everything that you want and then ask yourself, Start prioritizing them because when you start prioritizing, you're reading them out loud to yourself and start moving stuff around and make, like, like you said, a list for personal you know, goals, for professional goals, career improvement, education. Like I'm taking a course at the end of this month that I'm going to Pensacola, and I, you know, I, I invest in myself because it's only going to help me get better. Absolutely. So these are the mentality, you know, so – Let's take a short break, and when we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk about communication and why is it the key to a successful life and, of course, in life and in business. We'll be right back. Please stay tuned. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. This is our first episode in 2016, and we are so excited. Happy New Year. I hope you are doing fantastic, and you are looking forward to an amazing every day, therefore, going forward this year. So focus on that. One day at a time, one step at a time. And today, I have a very special co-host, Bob Powell. He's the acclaimed international speaker and uh, TV and media personnel and the best-selling author of Communicating to Win in Life, Love, and in Business. And in our first part of the show, we were talking about setting specific smart goals for yourself, attainable goals, measurable goals. Ask yourself why. Why, you know, here on the show, if you're reading the, the description of the show, you'll see you know, my intention here in the show, as always, is to keep questioning everything. And I invite you to question everything. 
don't just accept something is just because someone told you this is what it is. If it works for you, it is serve your purpose, then go ahead and give it a try. See how it's going to get you there. What do you think, Bob? Welcome back from the break. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Well, <clears throat> the takeaway, excuse me, that I had as you ended, and I think it's a great place for us to pick up, Rhea, is what we're talking about, too, here is making the investment. Let's look at that. You use that mm-hmm. word, and I love that. So let's let's grab that and run with that because so mm-hmm. often, you know, we, we invest in it. You're, you are, I, I give a talk called Me, Inc., treating yourself like a business. You are mm-hmm. um, that silo, that tower, that product, that business. And so I don't care if you work for someone else, if you're a W-2 employee or a salary employee or not, you still work for yourself. And so I do, when I do some of my consulting with the companies that I work with, is, you know, we, we try to get the employees to think of themselves as those silos. Because if I'm, my, my favorite Abraham Lincoln quote, whatever you are, be a good one. So the better I am for myself, and let's get back to the selfish word again, bring it full circle, the more valuable I'm going to be to the employer, right? The more valuable I am to my family, the more valuable I am to myself. So what you're talking about here, and it all fits uh, in line with the goal setting, is we're talking about re- on, a, on a much larger scale making investments in yourself, it, it, yourself as right. the product. Make those investments. And that's, that would be another part I would add to uh, for your listeners to do is you mm-hmm. sit down with that yellow pad mm-hmm. And you decide the things that you're going to, this is the year that you are going to run a marathon. Also, maybe on the other side is you think about those investments. You know, what are the, because you've got a budget too, right? You have to plan. So if right. I talk about, and we all talk about our bucket list. Well, I love California. There's a place in California called the Post Ranch Inn, I'll give them a plug, that I've been wanting to visit for the last five years. I told myself when I was 50 I was going to go. I haven't gone yet. So maybe you sit down then on the other side of that and figure out, or like you said, you're going to Pensacola, you're taking a course. Maybe this is the year that you get into yoga or whatever. So, And what is it going to cost you? Maybe you go back to school and look at what what investments. This is something that would be great. I want to hear your opinion on this. I'll stop. Let me throw this out there. I think set realistic goals, but then also, you know, investments, uh, in, our, in ourselves, I'm going to spend $500 this year right. on something that's going to write something that's going to improve me. So, well, you know, when I, we do I, marketing, right? So, yeah, yep. I mean, you are you saying I just don't want to interrupt you? I'm so sorry, but you mean it to, to be like that. Yeah, but what no. I'm just seeing here is just to, to to elaborate here. When you invest in yourself, just think about any company, right? They do their marketing. How do they do their marketing budget? I have a master in, you know, in that, so mm-hmm. I can tell you. Yeah. One of the first things that they do when they're looking at the marketing, they look at the return on their investment, right? Yes. So when you set a goal for yourself, right? yeah. that's, that's you, what you said in your book as well, the end in mind, right? So in the end result, yeah. when you got that certification or that extra MBA or PhD or just a course that you're taking, there is actually I one of the, the, the online university that I highly recommend. I was actually going to teach a course there. It's called Udemy. Udemy, I think, Udemy. Um, mm-hmm. dot com. And I am telling you, they got courses about everything. And they got certification courses. They got, you know, so see yourself, where can you improve? 
I mean, there's companies actually who pick up your tab too. So if you if you work it for yourself and you start up company and you small company, right, Bob? You know, yes. you wanna you wanna the budget. So how can I invest to make my business better, or how can I invest in my life to make my life you know better by educating right. myself so I can get that you know hundred um, uh, uh, k you know a job right, or I can I can you know uh, ask for promotion or whatever it is. What can you do in return? You got a gift. Life is about giving and receiving. So you got to give first. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I always talk about. Well, we all know the expression "paying it forward," but paying it forward and and always um, giving more than you take. And so I think, uh, no, absolutely true. And and that too becomes, uh, I think, a goal or something that you plan and you you think these things out. So, you know, take the stress out of your life. I mean, I think you sit down and you organize these things, right? And they're there. Life is stressful enough. Life is really, um, Eckhart Tolle talks about this and the power of now. It is. It can be. It can be. It can be. It can be. And it's really, I mean, I think like, you know, we need to take accountability for every action we take. I think life gives you a lot of choices. Um, I think the people who say, I don't have a choice, they have no idea how many choices right. they have. There's actually plenty of choices, and I believe, you know, also, if you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem, whether for yourself or someone else. So maybe we need to take accountability. Maybe we need to take 100% responsibility. But I'm going to take a minute here um, to acknowledge you know, um, we have a sponsor, um, and you are one of them. But first, before I introduce you as a sponsor, I also want to introduce my sponsor and my dear friend, um, Debbie Oglan, the founder of Special Lives. Um, and uh, you and I, Bob, I'm so excited about this because you and I are going to be attending an event um, hosted um, by um, Debbie Oldland in San Antonio on March 14. It's an afternoon of hope and peace um, where you are, I understand you are uh, the presenting sponsor for Special Lives as well as Latin Connection, our, our dear friend there, Wayne Zamora, uh, Latin Connection Magazine. Um, so thank you for, for doing that and thank you, Debbie Oldland, for also being also my sponsor. Um, so what do you think about that? Are you excited? I think I am excited. I know uh, it is yeah, great. Very, well, you and I are going to meet for the first time, aren't we? So we're going to, we, we've well, chatted. We, we've, we second time we've done this, we've never met. Yeah. We talked a lot. I know, because this is going to be so exciting because there's a few people I haven't met face-to-face that they're going to be there, and I'm really excited to meet them. But let me tell you what's going to happen in that evening. So this evening is actually is going to be a first-class event with lots of media and panache, is that what you say? Um, and uh, um, it's going to be, let's see, we have Dr. Temple Grandin. She's going to be presenter there, and she's an autism expert, and she also had a movie of her own. And then there's also this young guy who is an amazing artist, artist by the name of Grand Minier, um, who does one-of-a-kind art from Torn, Paper again, people torn. Yeah, I've, got paper. One, I've got one of his originals. I've got one of his originals that um, Debbie was kind enough. Loved Debbie to death. Um, she's the most awesome, enthusiastic, positive person that there Much is. I mean, Debbie moves mountains Absolutely. down there, and yeah, and presented me with uh, one of Grant's originals that is prominently displayed in my home. 
uh, of two horses. I and love the stuff. If you've not seen it up close, um, if you've only seen it, you know, on social media or whatever, the work is just, you know, you, you get captivated and you get lost in it. I mean, it's just really, really incredible. And uh, what a talent this young man has. And so, it, yeah, he's fabulous. He really, really, well, really is fabulous. Debbie, send me a message here, and we're going to try to see if we can make it happen. So I'm going to put it out there as well. Debbie really was hoping to get Grammanier on the Ellen DeGeneres show and or Oprah, that matter, or both of them. I mean, the guy is a, is a motivational speaker. He had raised over $100,000 for his nonprofit in his community, and that is, like, mm-hmm. amazing. I, you know, wow. And this is a guy with special, you know, um, uh, uh, I mean, we don't like, I mean, you know, so I know the word sometimes, you know, people take it, you know, but I mean, talent, you're talking about talent. But what I'm excited also that Debbie had mentioned this to me, so I want to share it also on the air because I love you, Debbie. I know you're listening out there. Women of Distinction Magazine out in New York is having her on the cover in their June yeah. issue of their health and wellness issue. Congratulations, Debbie. That is so wow. awesome. I am telling you, and then she got Rebecca Valosh. Valosh I, Rebecca, I apologize if I didn't pronounce your name right. Um, we'll do the press release for, for the event and for the March 14 event. And then Debbie was asking if anybody still would like to be sponsored um, or people who have any question, they can call her directly at 210-305-3965. Again, that's 210-305-3965. And uh, Debbie Oland's um, website is speciallive, with S in the end, dot com. So go there, check out, you know, some of the stuff that is going on in there. Give Debbie a call if you need to. And I hope uh, people out there, you know, really um, realize that this is this is really, I mean, because I know, Bob, you know, I'm a, and I'm going to end with this one here so we can, you know, continue with the show. But I know she's always asking you, you know, to put the message out there, you know, about what's, what, you know, what's going to happen when young adults, we're talking about kids who, you know, they reach like 21, 20, I think, I don't know what the state, you know, cut off, um, with disability, obviously, um, they, they fall off the cliff. And right. which, right. you know, which is, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Debbie is also, you know, a big supporter of her, um, you know, she's going to be, do- her documentary is going to actually be on that topic, you know, of how young adults, you know, um, they age out and they fall off the cliff. So, Debbie, we're all with you, honey, and uh, for people who are listening and you really want to make the difference, you know, maybe this is the year that you can see, you know what, do something good and, and feel good about it. So, reach out to Debbie. Um, she's also on Facebook, and, uh, you know, shout out to Wayne Zamora as well from Latin Connection. Love you guys. Um, Bob, so now we're going to talk about the next, uh, the next uh, um, part. I did extend the time, so I hope you're okay with that just so we can cover, you know, yep. a little bit more. Yep. And that's the reason we didn't really take any calls. Um, communication. Oh, my God. You know, I think about this so often. And this is a, you know, I hope you don't mind that I, I would share this. And we're not going to say exactly the detail. But you know how easy it is um, to actually be misunderstood because you communicate something not clearly, right? And then the result can end up to be not in your favor, right? So, you know, that happens all the time. 
So people don't really know. I think this is the, the largest and the biggest problem in our society is communication. I have lots of business clients that I work with, you know, with their with their people. And the first problem with them is communication. They don't know how to communicate together. So departments don't communicate together. People don't know how to communicate together. What do you think is missing? What is the problem? What do you think? Why is our brain? Because I know, like, I sent you an email, and I guess I wasn't really specific about, like, you know, um, what I meant mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, um, yeah. But you, you, you addressed it with me and, and, you know, saying, like, oh, you know, I want you to feel comfortable basically on the show because you are co-hosting. But I was telling you instead of sharing with you. So the way I communicated it sounded like I'm teaching you how you're supposed to do this, and you had your own show. Was it on CBS? Which, which uh, network did yeah. you? Um, or, yeah, on CBS. Correct. Yeah, CBS. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. sure you could teach me so much. You know, I and, and I'm I, I have a long way to learn. I can tell you that. And and by the way, FYI, everyone, we're gonna be we are celebrating this year five years on the air. So you'll know about my congratulations. Thing, you know, <laughs> thank you so much. Love it. Um, but it is so crazy. Tell me, tell me more. Tell me about you know we don't you know because we want people to actually get the book, but we're not gonna talk about how you got to write this book. But tell me, why do you think people fail to communicate well? Well, you know, it comes down to something very basic, why, why we don't do – think about why we don't do a lot of things. Uh, we, were never, we were never taught how to communicate. Now, that's going to sound crazy to folks, and, and let me clarify here. If we're fortunate, if we grew up in a household where we were taught social skills, pleasantries, Mm-hmm. Uh, please and mm-hmm. thank you and all those things. You see, that's different than communication. They're social skills. And, I, and I've actually talked to middle schoolers about social skills. That's social awareness and, and looking people in the eye. Public speaking is the number one fear for, for just everyone. I mean, people just really go into all states of, of craziness uh, when, they, when they're told they have to give a speech. But getting back to your question, we're, we're not told or taught how to communicate. And so we, right. as you know, life goes on, and we get ourselves listen. We get ourselves into trouble and problems on the school playground, don't we? Um, where we get bullied, and and then we get into jobs, and we get into relationships, and problems arise because they will. Listen, right. we're wired differently, so that's the other piece that you're talking about. So when you send me that email, I'm processing that through my filter. Mm-hmm. See, we don't see right. people as they are. We see them as we are, and so it, and it's are. natural. So I, I'm not. I'm not pointing any fingers here. You have a style and a way of communicating, and when we put things out there into the universe, um, we assume that folks communicate the same way. They process it the same way we do, and some of them may, if you're lucky. But it's it's like John Gray's book about men and women. It's you know men are from Mars and women are from Venus. So it's it's really that same thing, Rhea, and that really gets us into problems. One of the things I say to people is, you know, you can ask folks. I mean, even in terms of all the electronic communication going on these days, um, I still, you know, I say to people, what's the best way to communicate with you, right? I I don't like right. voicemail. I, I don't. And, and, Directly. Uh, right? And, and so I'm a big texter. And so, but... But it's funny, too, because if you call my 15-year-old son the first time I did, trying to get a hold of him, I called his cell phone. I got this message that said, you've reached Logan Path, and don't leave a message because right. I won't return it. I won't return it. 
And I first of all, Paul, I, I got to tell you, I thought you're a little, you're a little snot, you're a little snot. What do you mean you're not going to return it? This is your father. Um, but then I thought, I thought, wow. And I actually, he and I were joking about it later. But you know what? And he's very dry, and he didn't mean any disrespect. But you knew what to expect from him. He set the standard right. there. And so, how smart of that from a 15-year-old? Don't do this because I won't do that. So right. that's and the other thing too, to to answer this, and I and I'm. And this is on page three of the book. There's a there's a diagram there. Um, this book is written from my gut, really. I mean, it's based on my life experience. It's a, it's a transparent look at my life. It really is a handbook. You mentioned that earlier. But so much of what we do is is wrapped around fear. You know, Gandhi said this years ago, and I didn't even know he said it, and then we put it in the book. We live in fear, and we don't even know the things, Rhea, in most cases that we're afraid of. So, and, you know, for some communication is one of those things that we're afraid of. But, you know, we're afraid of embarrassment. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of confrontation. We're afraid of rejection, right? We, we don't, and then those things spin off into other behaviors. But what we're talking about here, I mean, George Bernard Shaw said it in 1848 or whatever, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion it has taken place. I mean, Shaw said that in the 1800s, Rhea. And it's still a problem today, and it will always be—it's always going to be a problem. It's always going to be a challenge. You know, why do we have fighting around the world? Why do we have terrorism? Why do we have this? And I don't mean to paint a simplistic brush over this thing, uh, because some of the the issues that we have around the world are centuries old. I understand that, but everything that we do, Ria, comes down to communication—the foundation of life, the very fiber Absolutely. of life. The relationship you're building. Personal and professional, those yeah. are done through communication, yeah. right? That's the yeah. key. That's the first thing that you need to know how to yeah. communicate, you know, in every Absolutely. aspect. We're not talking just one aspect, right. every aspect. Well, you know, from the, from the boardroom to the bar room to the bedroom, to, you know, we're, we're talking Absolutely. about that. I mean, let's put it out there. Um, you know, all those things. My, my dear friend, Sheila Temkin, I wish Sheila was listening it's a business called Pure Romance, where she <clears throat> helps people recapture the romance in their lives. And Sheila and I talked about that. She's a wonderful entrepreneur here in Maryland. And it, it, it's really, you know, communicate in the bedroom, you know, whatever it is. That's what it all comes down to. Excuse <laughs> me. And it's one of the reasons that Sheila has embraced my message and, and shares things and puts it out there. Debbie. You know, down there listening to us in San Antonio, it's one of the oh, I know, I know. right that Debbie's embraced us. Because think about the work that Debbie does with special eyes and special connections, and what is oh, that all about? Communication. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been approached by the uh, the American Federation for the Blind, and people don't want to be treated like they're handicapped. You know, they and it's all right. comes down to an economy because it's all about it's all about communication. You know, how do we communicate with everybody? So. You got me on my soapbox, Rhea. I've got to dial it back, and I'll give the show back to you, but um, you get me on that, uh, you get well, me on my soapbox yeah, I mean, when it I comes just, to communication. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually am, you know, I'm listening, of course, I will take notes, you know, even though so I can think out loud to myself. Yeah. But I'd like to add about what you said, you know, because, um, you know, what you said, we were, not, we were never told, right? We were, we were never taught, you know, how 
what we're supposed to be doing, how we're supposed to communicate with each other. We get married, we don't know how to communicate with each other. We have kids, we don't know how to communicate with our kids. You know, I remember God bless his soul, one of my great teachers, I love him. Oh, my God, Dr. Wayne Dyer. I remember one time at his uh, um, event he was saying, and I just like, he it made everybody in the audience just like laugh like crazy because it is so true. He said, when our kids come to the world, he said, we, we looked up to the sky and we said, hey, God, thank you so much. We'll take over from here. And what happened from here is just downhill because we start feeding into our kids because that's what I do a presentation on, on, on mental programming and, and, and uh, um, self-talk. So, you know, with, with uh, um, the fact, like, just imagine Dr. Shad Homestead, my, my teacher, who I'm going to be going to take another course with him this, this end of this uh, uh, month, um, he says, he's like, imagine you just, you know, you were just born, and you had a sign that is attached to your chest, right? And that sign right. reads, and I don't remember literally right now, so, you know, forgive me, you know, if anybody listens to, you know, so I'm not going to quote it. But basically, the sign says, hey, mom, hey, dad, you know, be careful about what you feed, what you put into my mind, because, you know, everything that you give me, it's going to become who I am. And so the sad part about that warning sign is it fell during birth because of the excitement. So there is no direction. (laughs) There is no book to tell you how you're supposed to, you know, teach your kids what some of the things, because like you said, it all starts from home. Even the, the CEO, you know, that got to be whatever in his position, even our president, you know, he started from one place and, and he got where he is because how he was fed, you know, um, in his mind, information, all stuff. And one of the facts, and these are, these are facts, these are not, you know, um, statistics. By the age of 18, do you know how many times our parents have told us we cannot or not just our parents, could be a school, could be anybody in, right. in, in, our, you know, in our immediate, you know, environment, told us how many times we cannot, you shouldn't, don't, you can't, all these words. Right. Absolutely. Just imagine by the age of 18, 148,000 yeah. times. So imagine, we talk wow. about repetition, perfect, right? So imagine if you hear the same thing that many times. What happened to your brain? It got rewired, right? So your brain got rewired to believe, you know, oh, this is what, you know, this is how I'm supposed to, I can't do this or or, or it wouldn't work for me. So when it comes to, you know, communication, like you said, you know, and I'm I'm just going back to, you know, um, what you said, you said because we, we, we didn't, we weren't taught, right? So when you read my email, you said you were reading it from your own perspective. See, this is what would happen is we yeah. always focus on one side versus getting enough information to understand exactly how the communication dialogue is going on, right? How many right. times, and you know and I know, and, you know, we love social media. I love how closer it got us together, right? Like the whole world right. became so much smaller but it also created a lot of problems on a yeah. business and in life. How many yeah. people got divorced because of social media, because of posts that they had posted that they weren't, like, you know what I mean? This is a way of communication um, because they communicated a message in a way that was taken in a different way or somebody said 
I remember somebody said um, they were going through, which was interesting because I, I do have a lot of people in social media who teach social media to companies, and they were sharing with me um, some of the, the mishap of social media in 2015. And the things that you read, oh, my God. I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I can't believe that. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. some of the, the posts that people put out there. Well, you're you're t- touching on a pet peeve of mine, and and this might up, upset some some folks. Uh, upset maybe is a strong word, but is as, <laughs> as brilliant well, as as well. If we're not pushing the envelope and stirring up conversation, nobody's going to listen, right? So, as brilliant as I think um, Steve Jobs, you know, God rest his soul, and 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 Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg uh, were and are. There are also inherent problems in the way we communicate now, and you know, let's let's call those the three of them super geeks. Uh, you know, uh, maybe growing up, not the most sociable. Obviously, incredibly smart, but what what social media has done, and the other ways that we communicate, is it has given a face and a voice, and a presence and power. Let's let's call it what it is. Power to a lot of those other folks who may at some point have been somewhat disenfranchised you know um right. i was at a networking event last night and i and i don't like those things typically where you're just handing business cards out and plus because of what you and i do it's not always necessarily a, a good place to you know to to find find business find clients who want your your help so anyway i told the gentleman right. who started this and he really wanted me there he was all excited and part of the reason i went because he was so cute and his enthusiasm that i was going to be there and it was about the book and i was chatting with him and his wife and I don't know how we came up on this subject, but he said to me, he said, you know, my wife and I aren't really very sociable. And I was, first of all, I was well, shocked, but I, I mean, I could tell. You could tell, he wasn't a, you could tell, when, you can tell when people are not very comfortable, you know, in those settings making small talk with people that they're just meeting. But I also said, and I complimented him, so wow, you know, you're not comfortable uh, in, in a social setting, yet you put together, he's got, I don't know, over 100 members now in this, and this networking group. So pretty impressive. And that goes back to the whole life beginning at the end of your comfort zone that he pushed himself right. out there and did this. But my point about that whole thing, Rhea, was that's the downside of it. I mean, think about, look, at, I have six kids, and they range from ages 13 to 30, four boys, two girls. And kids live, you and I use social media, and we use our devices because we're, and I tell my kids all the time, well, Dad, you do it. And I said, guys, I'm working. You know, I'm working. I'm working with people all around the world. Time zones are different in Paris and London and, and Ireland and every oh, Australia. So we could be working here 24/7 if we wanted to. And so that's a good part of it that we have these devices and we can do these things. But it really has taken the need for a lot of that face-to-face personal interaction. It's really taken that out of the equation. And I think we're raising a we're raising generations of folks who are socially deficient, and um, right. you know schools, and it, and it really scares. I wouldn't want to be my kids growing up in this world I know. for lots of That's reasons, true. right? For lots of reasons. I know. But I do think right. I do think uh, we were kinder and gentler. I used to sound like Ozzie and Harriet, and you know, going back to the fifties when mom wore a dress all day and when she cooked dinner, and then we sat down and we ate that. But um, it, it's. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to be growing up. I don't think in this age because of because of that. Now I'm hoping to shift the pendulum, and I know you are too. And, and because of the work that we bring awareness to it, right? Correct. 
bring an awareness to it because it doesn't change until you bring that awareness, right? And then to it's that, because, yeah, let's let's shift it. I tell people that you know not only have we come to accept mediocrity in this country in multiple ways, customer service being one, we now expect mediocrity. And so one of the things right. I like to do is catch people doing something right. You know, I was out the other night with my son. And the service in this particular establishment where we were, they were great. I put it on Facebook. I love you know, I that. I checked in mm-hmm. that place. And I said, hey, the service here at, at this place is called Liquid Libs. I'll, we'll give them a plug. Um, is in the Baltimore area. Service is great. I mean, there were two young kids that were waiting on us. They could not have been nicer. I got an Irish coffee. It wasn't hot. It should be hot. And nothing was a problem. Yeah. You see, nothing was a problem. Nothing was an issue, as it should be. And then what did I do? I blasted it out on social media. So And, and you know what? See, this is what's so beautiful about what you did, though, because I want to acknowledge that. Because I actually, when I start shifting the way, because you know yeah. how we are, we are so fast to share something negative, right? And that was yeah. like one yeah, of the mishaps about like someone had, stayed, had, had shared something negative about a restaurant and it was really bad and it was like, you know. But I, I was going to say, like, I, you know, I don't know about you, but, I mean, I was brought up, I'm sure, you know, we have similar, you know, <laughs> up, uh, um, you know, um, whatever, what do we call it? Now now my, my English is start too long. <laughs> you know, I guess my brain is shutting off for a second right here. But what I was trying to say here that, you know, instead of focusing, because this is how I was brought up, you know, which I think is a positive, because there's a lot of good positive things from, you know, that we had learned, you know, growing up. So not yeah. everything that, yeah. of course, that we have taken is negative. But what I was yeah. going to say, you know, when we talked about in the beginning of the show to question everything, it's literally question everything. Is it really true? But I was, I was raised to believe that if you have something nice to say or share, then do it. If you don't, then don't do anything. Right. So I have to actually, I'm literally, like, I am, like, so conscious of it now so like I'm very picky. I'm 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 like the 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 spoiled brat growing up, you know, as far as good food, good this, good that, like having the excellence of everything. But you know, there comes a time. Sometimes you might not get that right. So instead of right. getting bent out of shape and complain about it, think about a time that you did actually enjoy something and then compliment it, and then see right. how the energy shifts. And it does. It is amazing how it shifts. Oh, so now, you know, you start feeling like more that you want to share. People like sometimes they used to criticize me on Facebook. It's like, oh, my God, Miss Positive all the time. I said it's not really about, you know, if you want to be bombarded with negative news and information, all you have to do is turn on the TV. I'm just trying to make it sweeter for people. So at least if they read something, they can, like, you know, realize, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, right? Or that makes me feel yeah. better that I read it this way or something like that. I started, like, thinking even I shared it with Debbie. I said, you know what, instead of you going back to that throwback, you know, Thursday, why don't we do throwback moment or do an actual moment right now and share a sweet moment or share something that makes everybody feel good. Not about, like, you know, you know I mean, whatever makes you feel. I mean, I know some people, they get carried away <laughs> with that concept, but, you know, they share everything they eat and everywhere they go and everything, whatever. You know, <laughs> everything in moderation is okay. Right. But, you know, but you get my point, right? So, I think if we learn and it starts again with us, I think our personal growth, our personal achievement, our even corporate achievement start with us 
each one of us. Like Gandhi says, is it Gandhi says, like, you know, be the change that you want to see in the rest of the world? Or is it, who, who said that? I can't even know, you know. Um, but, you know, if you want something to change, then you start. Lead the way. Lead the yeah, way. Find the way. Right. Be, the change, be the change you want to see in the world, right? Right, exactly. So, so you know, so now that, you know, I mean, we're we, we talking, you know, a lot about a lot of things here, but, you know, we, we started with awareness, but in the end of the day, we really want you to realize, you know, you guys, the listeners, um, you know, love you being there, love you for sharing, you know, love Bob for taking on, you know, um, this to, to share and, 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 and to also inspire us to really start taking a look around. Take a look around at your place of business. Take a look around at your place where you live. Take a look around at a place where you, you know, go to school. Take a look around at every place you go to, whether grocery store, whether you go to, to, to that next meeting, board meeting, or you just sitting down with your partner or you're talking to your son. Think about it. I always say, you know, the count 10, remember the story back about this lady, how she used to take the 10, you know, um, 10 seconds right, at a time, right. so she's counted to start the 10 again. Yep. If we all, honestly, if we all take a 10 second to, like, process, what is it that we're going to say? What is it we're going to do? What action we take? How we communicate with people? We get better. Because we, we read right. it. Like, I mean, I'm, like, for me, writing, it's always I've been taking courses. I've been learning. You know, English is not my first or sec- second or third, even with master's degree. I still have issues with writing. But I love to write. I'm a very creative writer. Right. And, and so, like, me... What I do, what I realize it to be very effective for me, so now I read it more than once, I read it twice, I read it three times, and every time I read it, Bob, I find more mistakes. I find more, well, actually not find more mistakes, I make more corruption. So let's put it on the positive mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. the more you're aware, the more you realize, like, you know, what is it that you need to improve on, um, you know, uh, we you, you realize that, okay, back to setting goals, you know, say, okay, what kind of goal can I set on this? How can I, you know, communicate? Because, you know, I mean, let's face it, you know, Bob, you talk about this all the time. Your book is about communication. Most people, they feel, you know, they, they, they get that short, you know, of that step because, like you mentioned in the beginning, because of the fear of the unknown. What if they got right. rejected? What if this is that whatever, right? So please tell tell us, you know, in in, in that perspective, what do you think? Like, how do you get over that? Well, it's it's, it's a great question. What what you have to do when I tell people uh, to, your your feelings are are your truest reality, Rhea. And so when when you are confronted with those fears, what you need to do is pause, and say to yourself, have this conversation with yourself, why am I afraid of this? What's the worst that can, let's, let's pick rejection, okay? You want to ask someone out on a date or you want to ask for the sale or whatever, whatever it is. And these things apply personally and professionally. And so the fear of rejection is that person's going to say no. So think about how that's going to make you feel. Does it make you feel worthless? Does it make you feel sad? And somewhere, and you know this because we're all Freud said we're all formed by the time we're five years old, our personalities. But think about a point in your life when that button was pushed and you were rejected and you were hurt. Or, or you know, the other fear I talked about is embarrassment. So, oh, no, I can't do that. You know, I can't. 
you know, I even think of a, uh, raising your hand in class and people think, oh, I can't do that because I'm going to have to speak or whatever. You know, I'll be, I'll be embarrassed. So I think what people need to do to answer your question is to stop and think how that makes you feel. You know, why? Where's that coming from? And then ask yourself if it's realistic. Yes, I'm feeling that way because when I was a child, my parents always told me that I was no good or I could never do that or I was always called stupid. And so my fear, right, <clears throat> is that embarrassment. I'm going to embarrass myself again. I can't do this. I'm really stupid. I'm, you know, whatever. And, um, and this, is, this, is, this is tough stuff because really what you're talking about doing is reprogramming your mind. And by the time we reach a certain point, I mean, it is in our body, even though we, we talked about dieting earlier, our body wants us to be a certain way. It's like we have set points. How many people lose the weight to then regain the weight or do nutrisystems or do all these things which are not, right? Life's sustained. You can't stay on that for right. your life. And we wind up going back right. to where we were because we have these set points. Um, it's no right. different with our personality. It really isn't. And so, yeah. it's, you know, what you're talking That's, about, Leah, you know, is conjured up, be aware, mm-hmm. be present, be in the moment. I talk about my book. Oh, I talk cool about thing. it. Because that's, <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. It's now. Now, now, yep. now, now. I cannot, uh-huh. you know, I'm the queen of now. I will say it. I will keep saying it. Everything happens right now. You think about yep. something. You feel yep. something. You, 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 you plan for the future. Everything it starts with right now. But what I wanted to add, because, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you, and I love what you, what you went with that, you know, we would touch about, like, you know, how fear, right, fear, rejection, and everything. Yeah. But here's another example, yeah. and I don't really mind, you know, using myself as an example, because I just wanted to show people that, you know what, I'm just like you, and, Bob, I know you That's put right. yourself out there saying, right, you know, being vulnerable. It's okay, because we are all trying to do our best to make the best of it. That's the way I, I, I look at it. So judgment, judgment is a big thing. So, you know, I told you about my, my, um, my writing issues, right? So I always, you know, I have like, I got anxiety. I literally got anxiety. I love writing posts, blogs. Like I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm looking at different sites that I really want to do my post there and my blog there and stuff like that. But now, you know, I get, I'm, I'm hiring some people to help me with my reproof and stuff like that. But just doing it myself, right? I love doing things yeah. myself because I love to write. I just, you know. So I, when I published my book, you know, I published it, republished it again on physical disc this year. In the, the first time the book was published was 2013. Very excited about it. I did a, an audio a version of the book because I, this is my strength. So I wanted to communicate the message um, through my strength, right, instead of my weakness, which is, you know, it needs to be worked on and it takes time, whatever. So the bottom line to make the the story so long again, <laughs> I posted on LinkedIn not too long ago uh, about how excited I was about you know releasing my audiobook on physical disc and how people can get a hold of it and I put my pictures on it and I got so many people congratulate me and you know and blah 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 whatever I had one typo, one word, one typo, and I was well. judged by it. And I can tell you how I was judged by it. I was wow. judged by someone who actually read it who is not even in my contact. And this is what the, the I, I actually completely deleted because I was going to respond, and that's how communication, when you react, we tend to communicate poorly. 
So I had to think about it. So he, this is what happened, and I'm going to give the scenario, I mean, the, the story as it, as it mm-hmm. exactly happened. So I went on, on um, LinkedIn doing some posting, whatever, and I noticed somebody had commented on my post. And it says, I, this is exactly what, what the comment says, I would have been more impressed if the author knew how to spell, it was the word release, and it was, it was it was obvious type. You know how like the autocorrect kind of thing? And I right, do right. I have to take responsibility of the fact I do a lot of my posting from my phone and I should stop doing that because I open myself to make a lot of mistakes. And I did. I actually did my that post from my iPhone. So anyway, so I guess the autocorrect I have no idea. Like the word doesn't even exist. Honestly, it doesn't even exist. So the, the so the comment was instead of saying something positive first and then say something negative because this is how our brain wires to hear the first thing, right, that you hear. So the first thing he said, he said, I would be more impressed if the author knew how to spell, how to do better spell, check, whatever. What is this word? Is this a new word in dictionary? Wow. The person doesn't even know anything about me. Like how can you even judge me by a word that obviously it was a typo? So, Bob, honestly, this was my reaction. I'm sitting, like, it was actually, I read it on my desk, because I saw it on my phone, and I thought, okay, I got to go back on my desktop and read it, because I don't want to, like, miss, you know, because I was ready to react. I was literally ready to respond back. You were fired up. Saying, you don't know, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't know me from Adam. I don't even know you, and I'm not here to impress you, because he was saying, like, I was trying, you know. So that was, that was, supposedly originally, my first reaction that this is how I'm going to respond. But just because I gave myself enough time to make it to my desktop from where I was sitting, reading the message on my iPhone, to get to the desktop, I realized if I do that, I'm only feeding into something that is not going to make me feel better. It's actually it's going to just make me look bad, you know, because I reacted. Right. So what I decided to do is just basically, again, this is not a person that I know or is in my contact. I don't know how, maybe the tag words or something like that, I don't know how he actually found my, my post on LinkedIn or maybe we have a similar connections or something. The bottom line is I deleted my comment that I was trying to put it on my, my, uh, my iPhone and I deleted his comment and I just let it be. And I went. And I actually, I couldn't because that's one of the drawbacks about LinkedIn, that you can't even, even edit your post. So it's out there. Right, so, right. But, but the key right. is, the point of, the, of, of, of sharing this and making me look like it all is, is the fact is, you know, we're we all going to be judged at one point. It's how we respond to that, you know, how we, we, we respond to the way we communicate with that person or how is that going to actually affect my presence on, on LinkedIn, which is a, a way of communicating my message to the world, right? Correct. So let's summarize what we talked about today. I think uh, um, it, it was a great show. Oh, my God, I can go on, on and on and on with you, Bob. I don't know if you feel the same way, but <laughs> there is so much to share. There is so much to share, but we're going to give them a way that they can actually be able to continue with what we were talking about. But in the first part of the show, we were talking about setting goals. Set goals that are attainable to you. Set goals that are smart for you. Know why you want them. What are they going to do for you in the end of the day? 
And then when you realize that, you know, every day is a brand new day, every day, but as long as you make sure that you actually taking advantage of every moment in the day. Make time, don't let time be taken away from you, okay? So this is like really in your hands. So whatever area, because, I mean, this is where I would suggest, you know, that we're going to talk about both of our books here that you guys can use as tools. Because in my book, Your Life, Your Way, the 10 must-have goals to improve your life, I give you 10 different area in your life that are highlighted, whether it's your lifestyle, whether it's your relationship. Communication is another chapter in the book, um, Bob. Um, you know that. And then um, we, we, we talk about career. We talk about our finances. We talk about our health and fitness. We talk about, we said relationship. What else did I miss? Anyhow, there is all these possible goals. And, you know, again, Every chapter is really standalone chapters that you can actually pick and choose which goals you need to work on more than the other. So the book is available. You can also contact me directly, whether you want the, the download, it's available on iTunes. And then it's, if you like to have the physical book um, and I can sign it for you, reach out to me by going to um, yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. And that takes me to Bob's um, book as well. So in the second part of the book, we're, I mean, second part of the show, we start talking about communication and why is it so important. Break it down. Break it down again. Like what area? And this is why I love about what we're doing, Bob, because both of our books really related to also your goals. So which area are you lacking that communication, you know, that power, you know, way of communicating? Is yep. it in your relationship? Is it in your health? Is it professionally at work? Is it, you know, where is it? And start setting goals. And Bob's book, Communicating to Win for Life, in Life, Love, and in Business, is also available on Amazon. And you, you want to know more, contact me at yourlifenow.info. And maybe you, you, Bob and I will work out special things for you guys where you can also you know, um, if you want to book either myself or I for a speaking, you know, whether for your organization or your, your community, you know, um, organization or even professionally and you're at work, whatever, let us know. Bob, I'd like you to summarize your part here and tell me if there's anything else I missed here that we should, you know, try to share before we uh, bring it out. Well, no, I, 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 think, uh, I, I think you nailed it. I, you know, I think it, uh, it's the time of the year to do all this for you, to really to be realistic with yourself. It's not... Uh, it's not always easy to to be critical of ourselves and what we're doing and what has worked and what hasn't worked. And, um, you know, what I did in the book is really, and I had a conversation with a gentleman today who said, uh, wow, you know, you really you really put yourself out there and uh, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. And so the focus being to use that pain and use that failure to help other people. So um, I think, you know, now's the time of year to, to take a critical look at yourself uh, when, when I was really in, in sales in the corporate world, and I would say to people as I was developing a new relationship, you know, what needs to happen? If we look at this a year from now, what will have needed to happen? What will have needed to fall into place for you to consider this a successful relationship? And so I think that right. what you can do, right? So if we're, we're here and you and I, you know, we're doing it again in 2017, and we look back on 2016 and say, what worked? You know, what didn't work? 
Um, what were my stretch goals? What was what lesson? You know, what lesson? Right? right? What lesson have I yeah. learned? What lesson? You know, That's I right. actually did that with the closing of last year's show. You know, you gotta you gotta acknowledge that because if you don't appreciate what you have right now as well, right, Bob? How can right. you you know even look forward to anything new in 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 you know in a year ahead? And one more thing, my friend. I know you're gonna hate me for saying that, guys, the listeners. <laughs> Take full responsibility. I can't tell you how important it is that you take full responsibility of everything you do in your life, for everything that shows up in your life. And then ask yourself, what can I do to change that? What can I, what can I implement new? I mean, I think now my, my motto is not really change, is new. What else? What can I do something new, innovative? Think Beyond that comfort zone. Remember, the comfort zone, they call it comfortable because you sit in there and you don't have to worry about what is out there. But if you stay where you are right now, you can guarantee that's where you're going to stay. So if you want, if you have the desire to see something different or you have a desire to actually live your own life, don't just exist, live your own life, you've got to explore what is out there. And like they say, what is that? There's a quote that says, um, uh, quote, it says by, you know, the ship is safe on the harbor, but the ships are not built stay on the harbor, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You've got to venture out there. There's no question about it. Yep. Uh, you know, we said it. Life, well, life begins at the end of the comfort zone. I know. So let's, let's just, you know, question everything. Do what makes you feel happy, what makes you bring joy to yourself, and ask yourself, what am I thinking? What am I doing? How am I feeling? Because how you feel is also an indication of what you're thinking. So if you don't like what's going on in your life, question what are you thinking about. With that being said, we got a 60-second um, um, <laughs> note here that says the show will go off the air, so um, we don't want to get you guys listening to the show live to be cut off. Much love to all. Remember, you guys, please pop you know, our podcast on iTunes. Make sure you support us there. Subscribe. You know, our radio show is right here on Block Talk Radio. We love you guys, so give us a platform to do our show. And then we also have our podcast on iTunes, available for you guys to listen anywhere. So go there, subscribe, you know, um, to the show, um, rate us, give us comments, ask us questions, yourlifenow.info. Contact me. Let me know what we can do um, for you guys here. What else can you say, my friend? That's it. I think you covered it all. I mean, you know, people know where to get us. We're both we're, we're out there. We're uh, we're approachable. Um, you know, so, social media and otherwise, people can just Google me and find me, and they're often amazed that uh, they can get me. I have people they'll call me on my cell phone, and they're amazed when I pick up. So um, we're all out there just paying it forward. And as I said, uh, uh, always always give more than you take. So. Um, um, Great show. Thanks for having me. It's always fun doing this with you. I told you. I really, honestly, so grateful for you, Bob. So grateful that we have the opportunity. I have to give a shout-out again to my beautiful, amazing human being, 
Debbie Oveland for of course introducing us. Um, and now, see, now when I get tired, sometimes my brain shuts off and I start talking. You know? <laughs> and then Wayne Mora, my dear friend from Latin Connection, shout out to you, guys, you know, Wayne. Um, thanks again, you know, for all these great connections. Tracy, Tracy Anderson, the game changer. Love you, hey, girl. Tracy, absolutely, yeah. Oh, love, 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 Tracy. Love her so much. There's so many people. So, of course, if I miss anybody, um, you know, and again, you guys, we're looking for a sponsor here on the show. We love you to help us take the show to the next level. We're always trying to improve and do and share your input. It's very important to us that we know that we're giving you what you're looking for. And if there's something that we can do here on the show, love to know um, how we can, we can uh, be of service. Bob, have an amazing day. Thanks again, my friends, and and I'll see you in March. Well, I'll talk to you soon. See you in March in San Antonio. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Thank you, Ria. Finally, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Take care. Thanks again. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.